Hey everybody, welcome to Nation 2.0. My name is Jersey Josh, and I just want to thank you for spending some time with me today. Uh, if this is your first time listening, thanks. Thanks for showing up, seeing what it's all about. Uh, if it isn't your first time uh, listening, then awesome, thanks, because this is episode two. You are completely up to date after this one, so I definitely appreciate you hanging out with us. Uh, this will be available via podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play. Uh, it will also be available on Facebook in different groups, and it will be available on the Window Cleaning Resource homepage. Uh, if you don't know who I am, I am a sales rep for Window Cleaning Resource. Um, if you need any supplies, definitely don't hesitate to call or text me, 862 312 2026 or shoot me an email at josh at window cleaning resource. So this episode is brought to you by Benji Hanks, the troll of all trolls. Thanks for being there, Benji. Thanks for being there. But uh, anyway, let's get going on the show. Today we are actually going to be talking about employees and why they suck. Um, If you don't have employees, lucky you. You don't have to deal with any of this. If you think you're getting employees, then yeah, follow it. Get it figured out because employees do in fact suck. Now, last week I had posted that down in some of the Facebook groups and I actually had Kyle, I think it was Kyle, that had said that he disagree, that uh, disagrees and all employees are awesome and uh, I'm going to beg to differ. Well, We're going to agree to disagree on that one because... It's just not quite the truth as far as what I have seen. And here's the fundamental problem with employees in general. Uh, Employees will never care about your business like you care about your business. That's just plain fact because your business is your baby. Um, It's just a job for them. So they'll never care about it quite like you. They're just not as much online uh, for them as there is for you. But once you get past that and you're not worried about trying to find a clone, trying to, trying to find somebody that is identical to you, uh, employees are a necessity uh, once you start growing the business and trying to get to the next level. Now, like I always say, there is no right or wrong way to do this. If you don't have employees, that's perfectly all right. Um, I've done it both ways, and I can tell you right now, there's a heck of a lot less stress if you're just that one-man show or even, you know, father-son or something along those lines. It's really, it's really, I don't want to say easier, but it's just a, a heck of a lot less stress doing it that way. But you'll never grow the company to a size that is larger than what that one person or one person and a helper can do. Completely all right. Those are your different options. Now, with employees, there's a few things you have to realize uh, once they come on board, right? Is that you need to mold them right away to how you want them to be. You have to encourage them with perks, benefits, and everything else to kind of be who you need them to be uh, for the long run. If they come and they have specific special traits and knowledge and things like that, that's great. But a lot of guys uh, and gals that are bringing employees on would rather have an employee with zero um, skill or zero experience and mold them. It's like the Army says. When you get somebody in 
You have to beat them up. They're a pile of, of clay, right? You just have to beat them up and beat them up until they're just a lump. And then from that lump, when you're, everybody's on the same page, they can then build them back up. And that's why a soldier is kind of the same across the board. That's really kind of the theory, as weird as it sounds. But the same thing's with an employee. When you have certain systems in place and you let that employee know how things go, that's going to be the way that it's going to go forever with that employee because eventually everything you tell them is going to be second nature. It's going to be kind of that, um, you know, uh, habit, if you will. So they're going to then show the next person how to do that, even unwillingly or unknowingly, they're going to show them how you taught them in the first place. So if you tell them, okay, this is how you squeeze your window from left to right in your fan, I'm telling you right now, they will always do from left to right because that's how they learned. So the next person that comes in, they're going to be watching them. And even if they go right to left, they're going to go, why do you do it that way? Oh, it's just better this way. Well, they don't realize that that's how they started off. So then the new person starts going from left to right because that's how they see other people fanning and so on. That goes from everything from... How do they pick up the invoices in the morning to uh, we have uh, a book that has all the information, times of every job, ins, outs, all that fun stuff. How is that laid out? How is the uh, cash given? How are the checks given? Uh, how do you go over all that? You know, that's all process. You have to have a process involved when you want to make another clone of yourself, which is an employee. Um, putting systems into play which I know systems are always that kind of uh, funny, uh, people make fun of that whole systems things because people can get a little bit carried away, but systems, systems are what makes things continue to work. Look at McDonald's. McDonald's puts the burgers together the exact same way, even to the point where they have uh, laminated pictures of their burgers so that they can tell everybody to do it the exact same way. That's a system. They even have manuals on how to clean bathrooms at fast food places, you know, how the process goes, what to do first, what to do second, that kind of thing. So systemizing is a huge, huge factor when it comes to employees. Now, the reason I say employees suck is because even when you have systems in play, if you, obviously you want every piece of it to work, but then slowly certain pieces may not follow through. So you have to stay on top of them all the time to get them to be that perfect uh, employee for your business here's where the sucky part comes into employees. You're just a paycheck to an employee. Really, truly is. I've had employees where I thought were the greatest of my friends. That I swear, man, oh, this guy, he'd do anything for me. And something happens and it's dropped instantly. Because remember, as much as you want to have a friendly, um, uh, a friendly atmosphere with your employees, they're still an employee and you are still the boss. It always will be that way. So you have to understand they're not going to care about your business like you do. Fact. And they are there for the money. Obviously. Even if it's a great job. No one likes to clean windows. And if you disagree with this statement, post it. Do post it. But no one likes to clean windows so much that they would do it for free. Now, if you're new in the business, maybe. That's fine. But everybody's here to make money. You're here to make money. This is why you started a business, right? I'm here to make money because that's why I started a business. We're all cleaning, A, because of the lifestyle, and we may enjoy cleaning to the point of 
wanting to do that to make money, but it still comes down to money, right? Employees are the same way. They are not there for the fun of it, no matter how awesome you are. We always had ping pong tables and parties and dinners and lunches and always catering food and, and everything. Our environment was epic. I wanted to work at my my uh, business. I, I just do. That, that's how it is, uh, how I want to run an atmosphere. We have a second floor that overlooks the first floor with DJ gear. We had uh, parties and uh, ping pong tournaments and everything like that after hours too. So we did build a great rapport. But when it all comes down to it, an employee is still there for the money. Now, they may not choose you for the money. You may not be able to pay them the most. But you may be able to create the greatest atmosphere and that's why they chose you over the next person. But they're still not doing it just for the fun of it. Just not happening that way. So a few stories where I had posted this in uh, windowcleaner.com, the forum community there, and uh, also on some Facebook groups. Uh, I had, what was your employee story? And uh, I have to say, a ton of them have to do with poop. I don't know why it all comes down to that. I guess that is the most rememberable story, but... uh, Alex uh, from Window Cleaning Resource, they actually had an employee that um, had uh, clogged the toilet on a second floor and uh, tried to remove the clog, put it in the garbage can, water overflowing everywhere, coming through the ceiling on the second floor. They then found the water damage, the damage to the floor, Damage to the ceiling and the clog in the garbage can. That was that was one of their employees. Going to Tasty Crouton, which everybody loves Tasty Crouton. But uh, he had a guy, <laughs> this is the greatest one. He had a guy go take a dumper behind a shed in the homeowner's yard when the homeowner was there. And the homeowner watched them do that. That 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 right there is that, that I said winner, winner, chicken dinner, man. That That's... That's awful. So how do you explain that? Like, you have to obviously have a talk with your employee and be like, hey, what do you do? Like, do you just instantly fire them? Because that obviously means they don't have the common sense. We've all had that time where you have to go, right? But what do you do? Do you go in the house? Do you get in the truck and go to a gas station? What do you do? What is your policy? Where are your systems? It's it's just, uh, it's, it's awful. Uh, the other one is showing up late is another huge one. Again, they just don't care like you care. It's just fact. Another one was from uh, John Morton. He said that he had a guy who would uh, come to work stone cold sober. Hey, how are you? Good to go. Leave. And he would be drunk within two hours. Like, pass out drunk. And it turned out that he was bringing vodka in his water bottles to get just lit on the job site. That's crazy to me. They actually found him passed out in some bushes. So... That's, that's, that's what you have to deal with uh, with employees. With employees is just that kind of thing. Now, I've had some amazing employees. I have. I really, really, truly, truly have. And I've even had employees that we get to a certain point where it's time that they move on. After years and years and years of working with you, it's like, hey, high five, they leave. And I still see them once or twice a week. They're still stopping down. They're still you know, coming to play ping pong, like I said. Um, they're coming to talk with the guys. Like it was a huge, great rapport. But for the most part, the idea of employees just 
suck because it is so hard to um, to get them to care like you do. But anyway, if you got any uh, tips or tricks, definitely, definitely let me know. Uh, anywhere again, this show is for you guys and gals. This is us talking shop. This is going to be talking about forums, trying to get some good interaction, and uh, building almost like a TV network as far as window cleaner. Dot com goes so that's what it is hashtag for the show is hashtag wcr nation and while we're talking hashtags i want to go ahead and give away another two tickets to the huge convention as there's a fly flying around the two more huge convention tickets if you don't know about that touch on it briefly is the huge convention is coming to new orleans in august it's the 18th and 19th you can go to thehugeconvention.com uh hotel rates are still available i believe in the hotel block and uh they're at 120 bucks a night which is super super cheap um the price of the event continues to go up every single uh few weeks uh it goes up so you have to get in sooner than later to get the best deal that's just fact. Um, but I'm going to give away two more tickets. And uh, how that works, again, in any of the giveaways is you're going to have one week from when this show launches um, to the following week. And I'm going to pick somebody at random using this hashtag, hashtag WCRNation. Just that. I want you to put an employee story with that hashtag and you will have the possibility to win. Uh, we already got windows from last week. It went amazingly. Uh, people are out there talking and doing a hashtag. So that is super, super cool. I appreciate that from you guys. Um, so enough about the employees. Enough about that. But what if? What if you have a debt out there that needs to be collected? What do you do? Right? That is another hot topic that is on Facebook. Uh, right now, people going back and forth, and they are all saying, I would do it this way, I would do it this way, I would do it this way. Now, I'm going to just tell you some of the ways that uh, we collect, some of the ideas that have come across, and uh, this is a pretty sucky conversation because there's nothing worse than having money sitting out there and some stupid customer waiting and not paying you, right? If they're not paying you because that's their terms, fine, but... Uh, I'm a small business. I imagine you are too, right? I mean, we did this service on time. We should be getting paid on time. Now, however you do your invoicing in the very first place, keep this in mind, collect at time of service. Collect at time of service. It's harder commercially than it is for uh, residentially and pretty much almost impossible when you're doing commercial because they all got stupid terms, which I never got that, right? I, I, got a, I had a, co a customer, one of the largest jobs we have ever done, had a 90-day pay. Can you believe that, a 90-day pay? That is stupid. That's just ridiculous. That That is, and this is a big national company that had a 90-day pay. Like, that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard of ever. And they changed the policy on us after we already did the work. Because 90 days, that's three months. There's no business anywhere that it takes three months to cut a check. Like, if it takes 30 days, that's a process, okay? I get that it takes time for so-and-so to approve it, so-and-so to mark it off in their table, so-and-so to cut the check and put it in, and then mail out, right? Okay, I get the 30-day thing. 
Not even, but I, I, I could wrap my mind around 30 days. I can't wrap my mind around 90 days. That's just stupid. That's ridiculous. But anyway, so if you know the terms of the company that you're doing business with, let's use a company because it's easier to talk about than, say, a house, right? If you know the company that you are doing service with has a 30-day pay, what do you do when it comes to 30 days, 35 days, 40 days, 60 days? They still are not paying. Well, here's what I do and what the consensus was kind of on Facebook. Now, there is more than likely people may not have the invoice, may have missed it. It may be sitting on the next person's desk and they may be passing the buck. So here's what I do. Even if I know that there is a 30-day pay in play, I will still call them after service about a week later. And I'll say, hey, this is Josh. I'm just calling to make sure that you received the invoice all right. And usually they go, oh, yep, yeah, oh, no, we got it off to, okay, great, great. I just was making sure that it's in recorded. You guys received it. Any other questions for me? No, no, it's in the process. Great. There's my first, first and foremost, I know they got it. At least they told me they got it. Customers have never been known to lie, right? But then once that goes in and that 30-day comes up, on day 30, I'm going to be calling. If I still haven't received this, hey, I apologize to give you a call. I don't mean to bug you. Uh, but we haven't received payment on this invoice, and it was due today. Uh, I just was calling to see if you had an idea of when we would be getting that. All I'm doing is calling and asking questions, right? I just let me know. I something could have come up. I, I just want to make sure I didn't lose it in the mail, right? It's on them to say, well, let me pass you through to who needs to go to, or let me pull it up, or whatever their excuse is to find out where it is. Now, if they say that oh, no, the check has not been cut yet. Usually, if you have a conversation, they're going to tell you the next one. Well, I'll get that in the next batch. Next batch. Oh, when does the when does your next batch go out? Oh, that goes out Tuesday. Okay, great. Uh, I will look for it uh, then, and uh, a couple days after Tuesday, I should have it. Yep. Yeah, our mail's really fast. Okay, great. If a couple days comes after Tuesday and I still haven't received it, I'm going to give them a call again. Hey, I apologize, call again. I just wanted to uh, find out if the check did go out on Tuesday. I know we had talked about it and you said it was going to go out on Tuesday. I just wanted to double check with you. If you're having an open conversation, you will eventually collect. But the problem comes into play is when they start recognizing your number, right? If somebody is dodging you on purpose, which it will happen, it will happen if it hasn't already. If somebody's dodging you on purpose then it's a whole nother ballpark. I can eventually collect if I'm talking to the person. But if I'm not talking to the person, what I'm going to do is start calling day 30. They didn't answer. I'm going to leave a message. Super polite. Every time. Hey, it's Josh calling from your company. I'm just calling to follow up with invoice number, blah, blah, blah. We still haven't received it yet. Uh, it is over a 30-day period. I just wanted to double check on it, make sure everything, uh, you got it okay, and make sure everything went. Bah, done. Next call. I'm going to call the next day. Hey, uh, I still haven't heard from you. I apologize. Uh, I did leave a message yesterday, and I just wanted to call to see if there's any progress on that one or if there's anything I can do to help expedite the process. Give me a call back. I'm going to call the next one. The next one in business. Let me jump off topic on this. But you have a certain dollar amount. Let's say it's $1,000. That $1,000 job, there are jobs where somebody will call and go, hey, I need this done. Um, can you do it? Uh yeah, I can do it. Okay, great. Set up, done, right? They didn't even get three bids. It's super easy. Here's my money. You're done with service. The guy gives you the check at the end of your job. Hey, man, it looks great. We're going to call you again, definitely. There are those jobs. But then 
There are the other jobs on why business owners make the type of money we make is because of the pain in the butt jobs, the PETA jobs, pain in the ass, right? Those are the jobs like this one that I'm telling you in this scenario. Those are the ones that I didn't earn that money in the close and the sell. I didn't earn that money in all the emails I had to do to set the, the, uh, uh, the bid up in the first place. I didn't even make the money when my crews got out there to do the work. I'm now finishing. I've made some of the money, but I need to finish making the money now because all of my time and effort now is going to collecting. So now it is your job to collect that money. If you let it sit, the longer you let it sit, the harder it's going to be. Because by the time you do talk to somebody, they're going to say, oh, I got to do this and this and this, and you'll get it as soon as possible. Great. Well, if you wait two weeks because you just forgot about it, now all of a sudden, oh, you know what? I completely forgot. Let me get it back in the rotation. I'm Right now it's another two weeks. Now you're already four weeks. So here's what I do. I just call every single day, right? Again, depending on the laws in your area, you can do this. You can't be harassing, of course, but I call the same thing. And every single day from there, if I'm still not getting an answer, hey, it's Josh calling from your company. I'm just calling about the invoice. Uh, I called you yesterday and left a message, but I wanted to make sure that you got my message, the same message every single day so that they are going to have to check their voicemail every single day. And I'm going to do that for about a week. If I still don't hear anything after, say, seven calls, somewhere around there, I'm going to start looking for the person above that. I'm going to call the general number and get a hold of the company because someone's going to answer somewhere because they still want to make money, right? So if they think I'm a customer and I call their general number, I can then get to somebody. And I'm going to say, hey, this is Josh from your company. Uh, hey, I was talking with Stan. And uh, I haven't heard back from him. We have an outstanding invoice that is uh, pretty far behind, and I just wanted to make sure he got it. I've left him about seven messages now, and I'm just not getting a call back. Well, all of a sudden, depending on who you're talking to, they're going to get you to Stan or somebody above Stan. I'm going to say, is there anybody above him, uh, his boss possibly, that I can talk to? And I'm going to keep moving up the chain. And the entire process goes like this. One of our largest debts that we ever had was from a company who was doing work for a company who was doing work for a company. Of course, right? So then everybody thinks they need to make their money before they pay me, the last one on the totem pole. But uh, what I did was I called the company and then I found out who their mother company was, the, the original person from the trickle down. And I called them. And I said, hey, my name is Josh from your company. We did some work at this address here, and I know it's a for a contractor that works for you, and we subbed out for them, and we still have not received the money, and uh, I just want to make sure that everything's up to par, because of course, you know, we're going to be moving to have to go to the next step, and you know, unfortunately, legally, uh, you know, liens and things like that, and I just want to make sure that I get everything dotted and, and crossed that I need to. Uh, I tell you... The very next day, I had a call at 7.30 in the morning from my contact, who I was not able to contact. They didn't call me. They didn't return any calls. They didn't do anything. Oh, hey, this is Stephanie. Um, I just wanted to call and let you know I apologize. I have just been so busy. I have not gotten a check for that. We actually cut that this morning, and we had one of our reps walk the, uh, bring the check to the post office. You should see that tomorrow. We did overnight that. It'll be in an envelope for you. Blah, 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 blah. Super nice, kissing my butt left and right. You know, I don't know why. Is because they got in trouble from somebody else. Like, that has been my best collecting is trying to get up a boat. When people say jump to lawyers, that's tough. That's tough because lawyers cost money. Lawyers, there's a point to lawyers. Like, 
they have to continue to do it and it's going to cost you money. Yeah. Can you get it all back? Yes. If you get down the process, but don't jump to that. There's lots of other ways to get to that as in sending letters and things like that. If you're going to go a lot and you want to use that whole lawyer just to kind of uh, scare it in a little bit, there is a way to do that. And it's called a lawyer letter. Now for depending on who you have lawyer letters from, we've had them all the way from uh, 50 bucks, I think up to a couple hundred dollars. I think we've heard and uh, that is from a lawyer or a law firm, and they will write up a letter explaining that uh, they have been brought on by you because this debt has not been paid, and, and they want to make attempts to collect it before any the next process happens. Now, sometimes getting that law letter, a lawyer letter, is enough to push them over the top because they're going, oh man, this is serious, I can't just keep you know skirting this one, I gotta pay this. So sometimes that right there, is enough to scare people into um, paying. Um, sometimes it's not. If a lawyer letter goes out and they still haven't paid you, now it's up to you. Now you're into the point of looking up liens for properties and uh, for looking up, you know, what is the next course of action? What can you do legally? And uh, now you're spending some bucks. But if you can collect a debt, because you had all your P's and Q's done in the first place, uh, which they will scrutinize kind of how you um, collected and the process that uh, was agreed upon in the first place for uh, service, um, courts can rule in your favor. Now, the downside to this, even on houses, they may do a lien, uh, a lien, uh, property lien, but um, doesn't mean you're going to get your money until they sell the house. And if that house never gets sold, you'll never get your money. You see, like that could be in the, in the family forever. Like don't expect to always receive that money if it gets to that point because it just won't happen, unfortunately. That's the downside with business that we do. It just is not perfect all the time, but uh, sometimes you have to deal with it. My big thing is uh, I always hear the phrase firing a customer. If I have to deal with all your BS and I have to take all that time, the amount of money I made per hour on your job was lower because I'm now dealing with all this PETA factor and I have to charge you for PETA in my brain when I'm breaking down the numbers. I'm never doing service for you again. It's very hard on some large, large, large jobs. I've had five-figure jobs that... Um, were slow pays and it was very hard. It was very hard to pull the trigger and say, you know what, I'm just not gonna do service for you anymore because it's such a large chunk coming in. You know, the job may have been easy, the first person you talked to might have been nice, but if you're gonna do that much work and that much BS, just drop them, fire the customer. Their, your, your sanity is worth something. It's worth something, definitely. But like I said in the beginning, I really do want to appreciate uh, or I want to say how I appreciate you guys uh, following us, watching this podcast, uh, listening to it on iTunes, SoundCloud, uh, Google Play, all that fun stuff. And even better, even better is calling me, calling me and ordering your supplies directly from me because you know what? I make money on that. So give me a call. Make my day. Make my day. But uh, no, my number is uh, 862-312-2026. 
you can text me, you can Facebook message me, you can Vox me, you can email me, you can call me, you can smoke signals, whatever you need to do to get through to me. My email is josh at windowcleaningresource.com. And uh, if we got specials or things going on, ask away. I would love to save you some money in that realm too. So definitely uh, thanks for that. I want to see everybody I can at the huge convention too. I just can't stress enough about that. And here's the thing. Obviously, that's put on through window cleaning resource and things too. But no one's told me that I need to talk about it. I just love the conventions that much. I love the shows. I love the people. I'm so excited. I'm going to be there for like a week, which New Orleans in summer for a week. I'm going to have to find something to do. I'm probably just going to eat the entire time. That's what I'm going to do. But go to the huge convention. Dot com and here it is second set of tickets hashtag WCR nation put your employee situation or story down in a Facebook group with that tag and uh, you're entered to win two tickets that's like $400 plus in uh, um, winning so definitely do that and uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us and uh, I hope to see you guys every single week uh, and, uh, yeah, there you go. And go yell at Benji for me, too, on the forums. Awesome. Thanks, guys. We will talk to you next week.